I'm Martin Wilson, and this is The Next Turn, powered by ProTurn.io. The Next Turn is the home of conversations about skiing, ski racing, and sport. So thank you for joining us in the pursuit of better, to be better athletes, better coaches, better parents, and better fans. This week, a conversation with Federica and Davey Brignone. Welcome back to The Next Turn. It's great to have you here. As always, it is great to have Kara Williams and Jeff Fiber. It was a little tougher to do it this week because we're all over the place. Kara, you just got home. How are you doing? How is the Je Canada Games? It was awesome. What a great event. Yeah, I was at the Canada Winter Games in the uh, mountainous province of Prince Edward Island and New Brunswick for the last week. And uh, they put on a really awesome show. And the skiing was surprisingly really, really good. It's underrated out there. It's actually, there's a lot of fun stuff there and the people are second to none. They're, they're great people. Jeff, how you doing, man? Hey, Martin, I'm doing great, buddy. And very excited to be here in your hometown of Thunder Bay for the U14 Provincial Championship. And I understand you're at the NAAA Champs this week as well. We are racing at, well, in Lake Placid, Whiteface area, ready to go here tomorrow. It's exciting racing times. Speaking of exciting racing times, we got to speak to Feta and David in the midst of race season. They're over in RA Sweden right now. We spoke to her today, and that's pretty cool. But as we do, let's get started with the hard facts. Jeff, what do you got on Feta Brignone? Federica Brignone. Feta, as she's known to us here at the podcast, was born July 14th, 1990 in Milan, Italy. She spent the last 16 seasons on the World Cup with 21 wins and 54 podiums. She's been to four Olympic Games, winning three medals, and in 2020 became the overall globe winner, becoming the first female Italian athlete to achieve this feat. And just recently at the World Championships in France, she won a gold in the combined and a silver in the GF. Jeff, thank you for that. If those are the hard facts, Kara, what is the story on this brother-sister duo? Well, it's so great to have Feta on the podcast again, and this time she is joined by her brother and coach, David Brignone. Now, Martin, you had the opportunity to speak with Feta early in the season when you ran into her in Killington, and that was before she had really found her groove. So certainly part of the conversation here revolves around what changed for Feta, because as we all know, she has had an incredible season. And in this interview, she talks about patience in finding what she describes as, quote, the feeling again. And her brother David is a former ski racer himself. And as a supporting member of FEDA's coaching staff, he has valuable insight into what it takes to keep her performing at her best. And together they talk about her ups and downs. They talk about her incredible performance at the world championships, and they let us in on their goal setting process, as well as how they executed training in the lead up to Courchevel Mary Bell. They also discuss what the ideal fist calendar would look like, and they speak to days off snow and how important it is to have downtime for athletes. And honestly, you guys, Feta is just a favorite of mine for a reason. I know she's a favorite of yours. And as always, she's an open book with us. She gives us a clear look into her process, and I'm super psyched to have her back on the Next Turn podcast. All right, that is incredible. Thank you very much, folks. You've got the hard facts from Jeff. You've got the story from Kara. And now we will share our conversation with Feta and David Brignone here on the next stream. What's going on? You're you're in you're in Sweden now, and you, you don't know your schedule coming up. Is that the deal? Um, 
hope that they are changing programs. Um, I mean, because the conditions are so so in here. I we tried to train today, but it was good because we were two. But then uh, they changed. So um, everybody's going to Almasa tomorrow, like one hour and fifteen, just to go there and then come back, just to do like five runs of DS. So I'm. I'm like to decide if I want to train here from seven to nine in the morning or go all the way there and come back really late. No good options. No, actually, I think I will, I will train here, actually. Yeah. Excellent. David, how do you, how do you find out this information about where the snow is good, where the snow is not good, where the training is good, where do you got to go? Is there some secret text thread of information or how do you find out what's good, what's not good for FEDA? No, mostly it's us going in place and, and watching or someone else doing and then texting the other. Today we went on slope and where the training was supposed to be and actually where we did, we, we, we saw that the snow wasn't good at all. And so we asked the organization here if we could change the slope and they could give us another slope because... And then today I, I've been around with the girls and we went free skiing and I've seen that uh, the snow, another snow slope was better. And so we asked like, hey, can we maybe train on, over there? And uh, and so they, they let us train on the other slope tomorrow. And usually it's like this. What if you want mean? to know how the conditions are somewhere or you call someone who's actually there or you have to go there and, and look by yourself. Both of you, thanks for, for joining us. It's really cool. Fed, it's incredible to have you back. Um, we spoke in Killington, and you were really honest in Killington about how your prep period went. You said it was you didn't get as much time on snow for uh, a few different reasons. And at the time of Killington, you said you weren't quite feeling it yet. And But holy shit, have you turned it around into a season? amazing stuff um can you tell you're having a year um after a, a slow start by your own measure what were the keys to to turn that around like it's amazing watching you ski right now there's such a a freedom and flow in your skiing right now we, we used to say fun feta or happy feta is fast feta you, you must be feeling pretty happy yeah I'm I'm really having great feelings with my skis and when I'm on, on the slope with uh, every discipline, I should say. And then, yeah, this came back slowly because I came back slowly, but the, there was not really a key, but there's, I made it a lot of times in my career. I had a lot of uh, bad periods and uh, difficult periods where I don't have the feeling and the problem when we spoke in Clinton, I didn't have the feeling yet. So I was really struggling with my skiing and okay, I'm not so slow, but then I was, uh, my skiing was, was a bit, uh, not, um, not really flowy and not really easy, you know, even to watch and, and yeah, I was trying really hard. So I the came back, um, I, I came back slowly and with the work as always working on it and training a lot and like trying to to find the the sensation for sure i i had like this uh, proudness in the second run in sestriere and from there on i i really um i don't know i i thought about that i could do it again um but 
in my career, I, I, I just came back a lot of times and I had a lot of bad periods. So it's it's never been like really cool. Like my 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 career has always gone like up and downs and but really, really down and 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 up periods. So I was I'm someone like this and um and now i I found like we trained during Christmas. I spent some time home. I I just uh, refreshed my mind and being with friends and uh, with the beloved people, and th- that helped yeah, me a lot. Yeah. And then we we started the January with uh, some great trainings, and my confidence was coming back and coming back. And then in in um, Transcagora, I think I re like I felt this um, this flow going on again, like uh, the, especially the second day, and then uh, from there on now in, on races I, I'm more comfortable and more confident. So I'm just trying hard, and everything is again in the in a good place. Then it doesn't happen every time because I, I I'm making mistakes, but then uh, I have this um, I have good feeling right now. I love it. Well, you're gonna make mistakes when you're pushing as hard as you do. Um, it, it, you know, feta made it sounds like it's just a couple home cooked meals, and all of a sudden she can turn her turn her season around. I got to think, as the coach, you, you you're thinking of a few specific things between the skiing that is not at feta's best and and what is feta's best. Can you talk about? what Feta is really, really good at when she's good. And and as a coach, how do you go about finding or helping Feta find that? I mean, uh, Feta, when, when she's fast, she's fast because, as she said, the, the flow, how she skis, she's really smooth on the snow. And when she puts the skis on, on a turn, she's fast. The turn she does is fast. So uh, she, she can really create some good speed or keep the speed and uh, and and be fast on the on every turn actually when when she's comfortable when she she has a good feeling and she's confident but if she has like as she said this lack of confidence then she's she start all of a sudden like being more stiff on skis and the skis are not going as fast as they, they usually are and so it's not like a really big difference but it makes a difference in a, in a world like like this, so competitive than every like minor yes. changes can do like a lot of difference. Because I mean, three tenths of a second or four tenths of a second is almost nothing. But here it can mean like you be sixth or you be second or first, and actually the results changes a lot to being sixth or or fourth or or first. And I I agree with her that mostly the most important for her was the mind, the fact that she could gain again like a mindset, happy mindset and positive mindset. I know it's not only the positive mindset, but you know she she wasn't complaining anymore about what she was doing or being unhappy of what my training is or my training was. And and I'm sure that when she's in a good mood she can ski fast she always been like this she always showed this it's not the first time as she said and the point is there so whenever she can be 100% in her mind she will be fast on on slope this is for sure 
Um, rumor has it you're a pretty fun guy to hang out with. That's the word um, from a few other of of the World Cup girls. Um, is that your primary job with Feta to keep her grounded? And and what do you do to make sure that she's sort of like how do you manage that? Or you just sit back and watch and hope? Like I gotta think you have a few strategies to carefully poke and prod and keep her. Like what do you do? Hope. I mean, uh, this is really difficult. I, I have to treat her as it is true. I mean, she's a human, so she has her own mind and she has to think on her own. I, don't, I, I can't manage her as she's a toy or uh, my pet or something like this. I mean, she, she or a robot. She has to do on her own. I can try to be here and help her and maybe give her like a different point of view many times because I mean sometimes when you're in and you're like an athlete and you do a bad run you you start thinking like oh this is all bad or this is all good and so you're there also to help them to give like a proper feedback or a different point of view and um, and also to to make your general life better to maybe do some stuff for you that can let you keep some energy and you don't have to think about something you, you shouldn't think about. And this is part of my job. I, I not, not only on slope, you know, to see her technically and, and help her technically how to ski, but I take this as all part of my job. And, uh, and I think it, it can make some, some difference. Maybe, maybe I hope, <laughs> but, uh, I mean, in the end she, she's a human and she has, her own mind and she's deciding the most important stuff for her it's her doing it and the problem yeah, that my head sister. is really is is really is really hard and sometimes it's uh, he's making a lot uh, like uh, to to try to, to say something like really um important but then sometimes i'm i have my head is so so like this that uh, we're 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 sometimes we're fighting like not fighting, but uh, really going, um, going like a like a little fight. Passionate Italians, she's, she's trying, passionate like, she's, Italians. She's trying to to tell me that uh, something that is good for me and and something that I I need to change if I want to get better. Not only on skis, but also like as a be behavior or um, state of mind and something like that. And sometimes when I'm so pissed. <laughs> He's having a hard time. It's he's really nice because he support me in every in in every uh, in every time, like every day. It's not easy. I can imagine. Like being a coach isn't easy, but be, and being a brother isn't always easy. But being both is got to be incredibly difficult. Um, back to this season that you're having. Um, again, from the slow start, you're you're now fourth in the overall standings. Like you're on pace to have the as many World Cup points as you've ever had, if you kind of, well, close to it. You've scored in all events. <laughs> you've got five podiums um, in three events, and World Championships went just about perfectly for you. Did you feel it going into World Championships that you were ready to go? Did you know that you were about to uncork a few runs? I mean, I was I was ready. I was ready. I was feeling good. I was I was skiing good as I wanted, and my feeling on skis, I I was feeling that I was 
I was doing what I wanted. I'm with the skis. But, you know, you go there and maybe sometimes the conditions are not really good for you. And then maybe that day your head is, is just not ready or you're too stressed or not. Uh, not so stressed and you're I don't know yeah like um not really ready for the race but then this year like I was feeling good my really I stayed one one week home to to train so I was training almost alone or with other teams but not with my team and but I was home and and this this was really fun and I never thought about world championship almost I gave I we we went there and the first day, the second day we had the, the combined because one day we just free skied and we do some training there. And I don't know, I was, my head was, was free. My head was completely free and just, um, I, I wanted to show my skiing and I was lucky that the conditions were really nice for me. And, and it was, um, a snow that I like actually when I'm in shape, I, I like every type of snow, but then it was, I like the slope. I like the the snow, how it was there, and and I was free. I was able really to concentrate on my skiing that day, and I was not thinking about oh, I'm at the World Champs, oh, I'm playing for the medal, or I am I I am able to I don't know to keep this uh, or, or thinking about the result. I was really in the combined and in the GS. I was really able to do that because after the um, Super G. I got really sick and then I had to go home and I was like four days in bed with the, with fever and everything. So I, I really, my mind was really relaxed again and I came back for sure. Physically I was, I was not under percent for the GS, but then mentally I was again in that state of mind and I was really free, just really just wanted to, to give my best and open the opposite for the super gene that it, where I should have, done better I have to say but um, I was not that free I was I don't know I was thinking about the result and then my energies were lower because of the combined it after a medal it's really hard to like uh, recharge you have a lot of stuff a lot of uh, interviews and the combined day is always long and I, I was really exhausted about all day and then emotions and then everything. And then it was it was really hard to to recharge on time for the super gene. But mentally, not physically. I'll cut you some slack. How's that? Um, David, I think the most impressive part of the world championships for Feta was that slalom run in the combined. That was legit, huh? It was. It tell, was. Tell, but tell, actually, tell actually. <laughs> We trained this year slalom just for, for that because we didn't do any slalom in the World Cup. But we, we kept training slalom. We, we didn't say, okay, it's just a run in one year. So who cares about the slalom? I mean, it was one of our objectives to go at the World Championship and to run for a medal in three disciplines. And one of them was the combined. So you have to, to prepare for it. And part of the combined is, is the slalom. So we tried to keep... Uh, slalom training we didn't do too much but in the end we did some in uh, in Ushuaia we did some in in Copper Mountain we tried to do as well Uh, sometimes we went for some slalom and the week before the world camp we did two days of slalom to to train and uh, and to keep that slalom I mean 
in a good. I mean, for us, two days of training in one month is already a lot. <laughs> yeah, just, really. just to know, because maybe you think that I'm doing slalom every day, but it was, I did one before Kraniska Gora and then two days in all January. Yeah, but if you think about you, you did also in, in other disciplines. Uh, yeah, yeah. For example, uh, Super G, since from, uh, from St. Moritz to St. Anton, almost a month, she did one day of Super G. It's like this, doing all the disciplines, you, you cannot train like 20 days of Super G, 20 days of GS, 20 days of slalom. So we try to keep all the discipline in a good, good, I mean, good shape, let's say. And, um, and that's it. So we did that with slalom. We know that she can do good races. I, I, I am sure she can do like good results, maybe not, not winning, but still good results, even in slalom races, but to do everything is too much. So we, we decided to skip the slalom races, but still she's king. As she showed in the, in the combined, she, she can be fast even in slalom. That was, that was fast. I have to tell you a secret. I was training with uh, with him. He was doing slalom with me. After six years not racing, he like like once a year he did. He he's doing like one day of slalom with me and one day of, of GS. And he's telling me I have to try what I say to you because <laughs> if I don't try, how can I can I tell you something? Like I have to try what I'm saying. Also, no. And then he was training with me and he's really good. He's really talented. And he was beating me. Not in GS, oh, but in Zlatan, yes. <laughs> Big flex there. Look at him flexing. That's impressive. Well, he was half a second from one guy who was top 10 in Europa Cup. So he was really good, actually. You can still dance. You can still dance. That's awesome. If you don't ski slalom, what are the keys to slalom? like to fire it up in just a couple of days. Like what are the, you've done your speed blocks, you've done all this, you've been on the world cup and you've got one day of slalom training and you go in, what are the keys for you? What are you thinking about to execute slalom? He really made me better in slalom because I, I was always so, so, and he, he was a slalom skier mostly. And he taught me how, like the slalom is all attitude and being aggressive and be wanted to want wanting to go faster, like wanting really to go fast. And normally in slalom, I, I just skip it because I'm afraid to go out or there's a lot of gates, you know, and they are also like uh, in, in there's not much distance. So I don't know what to do. But uh, for me, like the key was the attitude and to move fast. To move fast and keep the um, keep my skis like uh, the the legs really tight, so no not uh, separated a lot, just to keep the my, my feet really tight in between. So that's that's what I'm focusing on when I'm doing slalom. The the few times that I'm doing slalom. That's a great answer. Um, I want to ask you this. Um, we spoke with Michelle Justine a, a, a few weeks ago. Uh, one of my favorites, also somebody who does a lot of events. Um, we talked a little bit, she had a few ideas about, and I've got a few ideas of, of what the World Cup schedule, how it needs to adapt, not only to the environment, um, but to, to better promote all-round skiers, combined skiers. Um, 
and better training and i think that's going to go along like with better training there will come less injuries and better performances those are my ideas i guess as an all-around skier what do you think the the fist calendar should look like or what do you hope it could look like I think um, the best, I think the best would be like to have less races, like the total, less races, and the, the same number of every discipline. Like if you have eight, for example, GS, then you have to have eight super Gs, eight downhills, and eight slalom. And then maybe reintroduce them combined, because I think it's really cool to be the best skier that day in two disciplines com- completely uh, the opposite. And it's so much fun. And then I think the best is to like be from like to go one place to another, but every three weeks, maybe live one weekend off. So you can you can have like uh, some rest or some some days where you or you train or you do physical or you do whatever you want. But even just also the movement during the season, like if you're if you decided to be in the east, you stay in the east of Europe. If you like now we're in the north in Scandinavia, but then we're going to Andorra and then like for the buses, it's it's a long way. And that's okay. But like the men's, they have been in, in the U.S. at the, at the beginning of the season and they, they came back in the, in the U.S. So they made California now and then Aspen and then they're coming in Europe and that's really crazy. I mean, this is really crazy. But then somehow I, I don't like how the workup, like some, but for me, the skier is someone like Michelle. She's doing every discipline, everything. This is really cool. Okay, you're not in shape maybe one weekend, but who cares? Like is, if everybody does like this, this is really cool. But then more and more the people need, they are going to race just when they are ready, like they just when they know they can they can win, like or they are ready. So it's um, they are starting to do like this, and then it's they it's like they obligate everybody to choose what you want to do a bit, because if you can see, like Michelle, she hasn't been really great in any of the disciplines this year. Yeah. Maybe she needed a stop or she needed a break or maybe, and I think sometimes it's better to focus on something and like really calm a little bit down and then like how they are doing in biathlon. Sometimes they have like really hard weeks, but then after three weeks on a row, they do one week where they don't have any races. This could be really good. I think it's a bit different because in in biathlon, for example, one biathlete can do all the races of the season. In skiing, I mean, if you're a slalom skier, no. you do 10 races in one year. And if you take races off, it's, I mean, if you're not like, they're not all all-rounder. If you're the one all-rounder, it, it's a part of your job to, it's tough to do all the races yeah. and all the weekends. But if you start taking away weekends and races, and I mean, the one who's doing only one discipline, he, he will pay for that. And I mean, they already have week off or maybe two weeks off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, no, this I mean, is it, it's just hard to be an all-rounder who does every discipline. It's part of, it's really hard it's to really do. Hard and to and it's really, you can see right now, it's less people is doing that. 
Yeah, but also it's more like for me, nobody, no, not many people can do this because if you do it, because if you you have more energy, you have more like physically you're stronger, and then even skiing, it it means that you can adapt really fast on every discipline. So I think it's it's really cool actually that it's not so easy to do it because not not everybody can do it. Also, as he he's saying maybe i don't know at the end i don't know what's the best actually for mm. but maybe like let's keep a lot of races maybe not 42 as they were this year yeah you can do the races i mean every race is a new possibility opportunity for everyone to do well or to win or i mean the more you have the, the more people or the more you you can achieve But uh, the other hand, the only thing maybe it could be done better, as Fede said, to think more about everyone who's moving around, not go, you know, if you give someone like even a child a map and you, you do all the points where we have the races and you, you tell him like, try to do the less uh, road from one point to, to, to just to... Um, close the map with from all the points you know maybe most of the time we're doing like this it's not the more obvious route to, to follow path to follow and uh, actually maybe this is could be done better but i also think that there are something behind we we don't understand i mean it's money and and calendar is maybe some places won that race on that period and and this we we don't really understand or we don't really know But in the end, uh, yeah, maybe that could have been better for the people who's doing everything as we do. Alpine skiing coaches know that video analysis is one of the most effective tools to improve athlete performance. But imagine, what if we could make video analysis simpler and even more effective? ProTurn.io empowers you to take your video analysis to the next level by overlaying speed, acceleration, and turn data directly into your videos. This enhanced video analysis helps athletes of all levels dig deeper. With speed, acceleration right on the video, athletes can gain a more detailed understanding of the direct impact of their tactics and technique. With ProTurn, video review sessions become more concrete and easier to understand. Take a closer look at your turns and start elevating your training. Visit ProTurn.io slash the next turn and get 10% off ProTurn pack. ProTurn.io, train smarter, improve faster. Again, talking to Michelle, I, I, I said, is there anybody that's ever tried to tell you, say, maybe take a day off, rest a little bit, train, relax, skip a race? And she says it's just not something she'd rather train through a race. David, how, how do you talk to your sister about, hey, maybe you should think about a day off <laughs> or, or, oh, or is, is it the other way around? This is since she got a lot better and I also a lot pushed on, on this way because most of the time the athletes, they, they just want to work, want to do, they, they want to feel they have done everything they, they, they could. Especially. This is like a, a feeling common in, in athletes. So most of the time it, it makes them work even too much. They, they lose the focus on the objective they have. And I mean, if you want to be good in a race, what you need? You need for sure energy. Because if you're th that day, you could, yeah, you did like 100 days of training. 
But then the day of the race, you have no energy because you're tired. Where's the point? I mean, you, you just go down and you don't do your 100%. So maybe it was better to train less, but being good that day. You can train a lot and being good the day of the race for the whole season, then train. But it's physically, your, your, your body needs some rest. It's not me saying this. I mean, there are more people expert than me <laughs> that teach us that. And so I mean, this is part. This is part of the training. The the day off and and resting is part of the training, and actually a really important one because you want the energy for one day. For example, this year at World Championship, she wasn't so good. She was getting sick, and she was like, "Yeah, but I didn't do much GS. So maybe I should do GS." I mean, there is no point because maybe you train, you you get you got worse or you, you stay sick for one more day and the day is the race. And, and for what? To do like four, five more runs in GS? There, there is no point for me. I mean, you, you shouldn't lose focus on the objective and how you can achieve that. This is, should like make you go that path and, and not like, I do whatever I can so I can tell the other or everyone can show, I uh, can see me. I, I did like 20 days more of skiing and 10 runs more every day. And I then, was like this. And so I, I feel good with myself because I, I say, okay, I've done everything. Every day I, I got back and I'm dead. But maybe <laughs> the day of the race, you can't, you can't compete because you're tired or uh, you're sick. I love that. He it's helped me important. a lot with this because I, I'm someone that needs a lot like to do like more, 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 always more, more, more. If just to, to, to feel, to feel ready for a race. If I don't do more, like, uh, I'm the one who works like a lot, a lot, a lot. I'm, I'm not feeling ready for the races, but now I've, I've been, I've been better the last two years. I, I really managed to, to keep my energy more and then to do a little bit less, but I was actually, I'm skiing better. Do more with less. Right. I'm already ski um, I'm skiing a lot. It's like, yeah. like she, she's skiing a lot, but yeah, I, I did but like it, a, an example less. to her like two years ago uh, or three years ago, actually. She, she skied every day. I mean, if you have this kind of idea that the more you ski, the better you ski. I mean, if you ski every day at the end of the season, you should be much better than when you started and or much better than the year before. And actually, it's not like this. So we, we lose the focus. There is something else that matters sometimes even more than skiing every day. Or if I ski every day, I'd be better. No, maybe if you ski with a, like a focus or a kind of energy or putting all your effort into it, maybe you can change something. But if you do just to say everyone, like, yeah, I skied every day. Okay. 80, 80 days uh, in summer and then all, uh, all uh, every day. But then nothing changed. Why did you ski for? I mean. That's a good point. Um, Feta, on a training day or, or in training days or blocks, how much do you rely on video? on timing and how you feel like 
right? If there's the video of what you see and the time of that's the hard facts. And, but I, it felt like this, how, what, what's most important to you? What needs to, how does that go? Where do you focus your energy? Yeah, sometimes I just focus too much on the timing and then <laughs> and then I get, and and sometimes I get nervous about that. But now like if I'm now I, I know I'm skiing like I am more especially that's this summer. But now like we don't do a lot of video actually. We we just rewatch in the night and then but not all the times. But uh, yeah, we, we take a look on, on the video just to have an image of what I was doing and what my feeling was. But a lot sometimes, even if the timing is good, but my feeling is not good, I don't, I don't feel really. Um, so for me, it's, it's really hard to feel good. The feeling is really important to me. And then also the feedback from him is really important. If he, he tell me that is good or it's it's not good even i'm feeling good then I, I i need to change a little bit my my setting and yeah actually i think the feeling if i'm feeling good i think that's the most important for me is that the same for you as as coach do like do you watch other people's video tv do you just is it all feta do you watch I'd imagine in speed, you're watching other people's line and tactics and stuff like that. How about for GS or for slalom? Do you look at other people to, to figure stuff out or is it? We do sometimes watch other people, but not much, not much. We focus on our objectives and uh, what are we trying to, to do better and, and this. Because anyway, yeah, you can show some different type of skiing or everything but it's so difficult for someone who's already skiing for so many years they 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 know their body they have their own way to ski and so even to to coach you always have it's you that have to adapt to to your athletes i mean you have to if i coach her something i wouldn't i wouldn't say the same thing to another one even if it's right for her or can be right in general, because the feeling she has is not the same another skier has. So you you have to adapt and, and be good to know who you're coaching and, and adapt. Could you coach somebody at this level this well? Or is it like how much of it is I, like you're, I you seem know. like a student of the game, you, like you pay attention to the sport, but a lot of it's got to be just your ability to, to read your sister and connect with your sister and her ability to trust you. How much yeah. of it is which? Yeah, for sure. She's my sister, so it can help because she she knows me good and from our whole life. But on the other hand, I mean, she's, as I said, she's a person. And even if I'm her brother, she, she wouldn't give me so much confidence if I, if the stuff I say, or I mean, the way I behave and it's not going the, the way she, she wants. I mean, yeah, she, she wouldn't like hate me because I'm her brother or, but I mean, professionally, if you're a coach, she, I'm here as her coach, not her brother. And so maybe it's easier to, for me to, to read her because she's my sister. But on the other end, as I said, if you're good, reading people and and understanding what you're doing and i mean 
you have to understand what it takes to go fast or what for a skier is going on in their mind. And, and it's not only in my sister's mind. I think it's in most of them. And so I think, I think he's really co- he's really nice. He's really a good coach for everyone, not just for me. I, and, that's what I think. He always see a lot of things and he's really, yeah, he's really saying like uh, things that make the difference. For me, making difference, it takes time. I mean, you, you cannot go and say, okay, I made the difference for an athlete just after three days, or I go out there and say something to, to an athlete. I mean, this is like timeless. There is, you, you should put some work on it and to talk with the athlete and the coach and you really have to be on the same, you want to go in the same direction. You want to have the same objective. You, you know how and how, what are you working? So, I mean, it's, it's difficult to go there and say, okay, I would be good for everyone. Or uh, I tell you this and it works hundred percent. I don't know you, I should know you better. And we should talk. We should get well or get to know each other and, and then, then you can work together. And, but I think it's the same in, in every, in every. I like your, I like the way you're thinking like you and I could hang out. Um, this is. Right. Some big races coming up. How are you feeling going into? I'm yeah. feeling good. I have this, uh, I'm skiing good and I'm feeling good. I'm, I'm really free with my mind and, I'm, I don't know, I'm enjoying, like, actually this year, after two years with uh, a lot of tests and rules and, like, we're having a lot of fun. I don't know if for you it's the same, but we're having really a good time, even in Quitfield now, after the races, we, we hang it out, we went to the upper ski and just, it's not a thing that I'm doing during the winter, but we, we just went there to have a drink and then we stayed out without, with other athletes and, and also other staff people and we we just we're really enjoying this season in not only for skiing but being around is easier this is this season so i'm i'm really happy and i love ore and i really love andorra soldeo is one of my favorite places to race and to be for that so i'm i'm excited i'm excited to have and i in in one in one hand, I'm really sad this year to end the season. Last year, I was really more done after the Olympics. It was it was really amazing, but also I was um, more empty. And this year, I'm I'm not. I'm still full gas. I'm still I still want to race, and I I would like to have more opportunities because I I feel I'm skiing good, and I would like to have more races actually right now. <laughs> that answer. That's that's a little different than when we talked two years ago. That's a great update. Like you, I, I remember you being really frustrated. At the note, as as frustrated as you were two years ago, you seem to make huge strides. Not only with your like where you are me- mentality wise, but your skiing seems stronger and better. Where do you where do you think the gains are for you in the next couple of years? Step on the gas a little bit, a little bit more in the next couple of years. Um, actually, I don't know. My career has been really long, 
And I've been racing for many, many years in the World Cup and doing a lot of races. Like uh, last weekend, I made my 300 and what for and one races in the World Cup. So, and I'm doing every week and every discipline. And I had a lot of results and and everything that I wanted, I just I, I won. I won everything that I was dreaming of when I was a kid, and and even more. Like I never thought to do. Like, uh, like this career, but for sure I'm still here. I'm motivated. I'm having fun, but I don't. I'm not making objective for for many years ahead. I'm just. I don't know. At the end of the season, I will see what I want to do. I will decide if if I will continue or not, and then um, and then every season will be like this. Like every season, I will. I will decide and I will see what I want to do. And I'm not focusing on one, like two or more years. I'm just focusing on season by season. We'll see because um, like I really, I'm really enjoying to train and to ski and to race, but everything that's aside, like even around, like uh, a lot of media stuff and a lot of uh, events and ceremonies and a lot of time that I would would like to have my life, it's uh, I have to do something else, and this is becoming a lot for me. Like uh, this is becoming something that I I don't really want to do as much as I. It's uh, it's, it's for me. It's being a bit um, heavy, and I would like just to to ski and to race. So we'll see season by season. I will decide and no rush. I'm not so young anymore. I just. If I want to continue and motivated to stay at this level, I will do it. And if not, it's I'm really happy about what I did in my career. I already achieved everything that I wanted, and that's it. I respect all of that. I hate it all. I hate how you like I respect it, but I feel like you might leave. I don't know. I'd hate to see you go because I think you've had you have done so much, but it is such a joy to 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 watch you compete. Like it is really cool, um, but I don't want to. I don't want to quit when I'm. I'm not so motivated anymore, or like I can't reach my results anymore. I just, and then I. I also want a life. Like everything that I did was amazing. I just. I really wanted to become a champion, to become a skier, and like uh, I decided to do all this life. But then I would like also to have some time before having a family. And just having some time where where I I just want to travel and do what I want, so I I think yeah. so I'm I don't know like now I, I I'm just focusing until the end of the season, and then as I said every every season I would decide, but then I'm for sure I I want to have some some time some life in between being an athlete. Uh, 20 like uh, 24 hours a day and being a mom 24 hours a day that's the thing we'll give you a couple weeks off in the middle that'll be great (laughs) welcome back thank you so much to Feta and David for a great conversation I really enjoyed it it's always good to chat with them it is now time for our Swix thoughts of the day as always, I'd encourage you all to share your Swix thoughts of the day with us at the next turn podcast.com. Kara, you're going to go up first today. 
What are you thinking about Feta and David? What are your Swix thoughts of the day? Well, it's amazing that these two have such an incredible relationship together. I've got four brothers and and I'm pretty close with them, but not like this. Um, We've heard time and time again that in order for high performing athletes to perform at their absolute peak, they need to be surrounded by people who understand them, deeply understand them and recognize when they themselves might not what they need. And I recognize this in action when Feta was discussing her training and how she doesn't want to take days off until she's certain that she's trained enough. She is a perfectionist. And what I was hearing David say is that she can lose focus and energy by skiing every single day. Perhaps she would just keep going and run herself ragged and nothing would change. And it's his job to recognize this and to gently, or I suppose sometimes forcefully make her take a step back and slow down and rethink her training plan. And I know you two remember this. We've heard this with two other very notable Italian women, Sofia Goja and Lara Colturi. Sofia called this group of individuals her guardians, guardians that keep her grounded, mentally healthy, motivated, and happy. And at this point in her career, Feta seems like she is in a great place. She says she has achieved, every, achieved everything that she's ever dreamed of and more. Um, I loved listening to these two talk. I think it's incredible that... Uh, that they have each other and that they are making it work. And I wish her all the best in the remainder of the season and in, in the rest of her career. And I hope that uh, when she decides to hang it up, it's on her terms. And it sounds like she's going to have a pretty incredible life from here on out. I love that, Kara. Thank you so much. Chef, what are you thinking? What are your Swix thoughts of the day? Martin, it's always awesome to talk to Feta and it's always great to see her in such fine racing form and such a good mental space. And as we talked to her, the, this is the second time, the first time she said the same thing. She is dialed when she is mentally in, and she is definitely all in this year after coming off, uh, you know, kind of a great season last year with four wins, three in Super G and one in GS, and then, you know, ball, some bobbles here and there along the way this year. But man, she's got it. She had it dialed at world champs, winning the combined gold and of course the GS silver. Uh, but I couldn't help but think that, you know, she doesn't want the season to end because she's racing so well. But boy, it sure sounds like she's ready to retire. She might be. I'd hate to see it, but like she makes a pretty good argument for it. She's accomplished just about everything there is. And, and that's kind of where I'm sitting with my Swiss thoughts of the day, Jeff. She's earned the right to do whatever she wants, obviously. Um, what an incredible career. She's such a gamer. I was really taken by uh, Davy's role um, and his approach as a coach and, and his passive nature that it's it's fed his job to do a lot of this. And he's just there to support and guide. And, and I love that coaching philosophy. And with you, Jeff, Happy Feta is fast Feta. And it, it's just so fun to watch her ski when, when, it's, when there's that much flow and connectivity to the snow and God, she's fun. And, and it's really great to see her go fast and turn that season around fascinating from where she was in Killington when we spoke uh, to where she is now, not many seasons have turned around like that. So congratulations to both Feta and David. We'll leave that there. I hope you enjoyed our conversation with Feta and David Brignone here on the next turn, but for now we'll leave that there. We'll see you soon here on the next turn. Be well.